Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am delighted to be joined by not one but two guests because it is our Christmas special and we're going to be thinking about how to handle the holidays as a PhD student. So we talk about tiredness, we talk about guilt but we also talk about how to make the most of this time and Rachel Hopkins who is a first year PhD student talks about taking time for reflection. She talks about um, being in community over this holiday period. And Chloe Bradwell, who is in her third year of a part-time PhD, talks about how caring for her daughter is shaping her plans for the Christmas period. So this is actually the last episode in season one. We will be back in January. Um, But meanwhile, grab a mince pie and enjoy. Look, today I've got my props with me. I've got jingle bells because today we are going to be talking about um, Christmas and going into those Christmas holidays. And I have got two gorgeous guests with me today. So double, because it's Christmas, double the guests. Um, So Chloe and Rachel, welcome. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, Rachel, we've been working together on the Techne Breathing Space programme. And Chloe, um, you reached out and we were talking about being a mum while you're doing your PhD. And I said, oh, please come and talk um, to us around Christmas too, because they're all that you need to sort of balance in the holiday time um, and kind of being a PhD student. And you both said yes. So thank you so much for that. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about how to handle the holidays, really. Um, but first of all, I always ask um, for you to just say a little bit about your story. So, Chloe, could you say a little bit to us about who you are, your, your PhD journey so far? Sure. Uh, so I'm um, I'm doing a part-time PhD in drama uh, at Exeter, and um, I'm researching basically um, the social and cultural value of performing art with people living with dementia. So I'm mm-hmm. just uh, I'm trying to basically show that people who have dementia have a lot to give um, to society, and uh, it's been a bit of a journey really to get onto my PhD. Um, but I started to uh, become interested in my topic during my master um, when I took on an evaluation position for an art project between care home residents living with dementia and uh, local school children. So I remember that my job was mainly about trying to evidence how the project had a positive impact on the health and well-being of residents. But it was also very clear to me that the older adult had impacted the life of those children in in a really beautiful and positive way. Mm-hmm. And I um, I guess I just really felt an urge to talk about this. But unfortunately, at the time, um, I had to take on what people would call a real job. Okay. So something, you know, <laughs> something that would pay the bill. Um, so for a couple of years, I, I had to leave the arts and I started to work in marketing. Um 
But I was also continuing to do some volunteering on the side in care home. And I was kind of building this plan in my head for a PhD. And one day uh, while I was working this absolutely, like it was an absolutely awful job for a fashion company. And it just sounded very glamorous, but it really wasn't. Um, it just clicked. And I went to my boss and I said to him, that's it. I'm quitting. That's just not what I want to do with my life. So I left. He thought I was crazy at the time, <laughs> but um, I, I took on a full-time job as an activity manager in a care home because I just felt like I really needed to spend some time working practically in the field. And I mean, this role evolved from um, this activity manager position into a research associate position. I started to also train care staff to work creatively with residents who had more profound form of dementia. And yeah, eventually I, um, I applied for a PhD and here we are. And I've loved every minute of it. Amazing. Amazing. And I love that you kept you kept the faith and you kept going. And now you're there. Gorgeous. Thank you. Rachel, I know you've got a gorgeous story to tell too. Tell us, tell us your story. Well, I, I would love to, but I firstly want to say, Chloe, what an amazing journey to yes. have gone on and <laughs> yes. to be on and um, really noble as well. I think it's a wonderful thing when you kind of, I, I similarly had an epiphany where I was like, no, this is not the, the day job and, and paying the bills isn't the, isn't the be all and end all. And, mm -hmm. and there's, some, there's something else that you're just that's calling your soul and I think it's wonderful mm -hmm. that that you um you uh fed that so um that's lovely yeah um I'm at uh in my first year um doing a PhD in screenwriting um at Royal Holloway um full-time and technically funded um it's my third time at Royal Holloway I did um a bachelor's in media arts and specialized in screenwriting um back in graduating in 2007 mm. um, and then I went on to work for um, two of the uh, largest and uh, leading theatrical agencies in the UK um, and looked after um, writers and directors in film tv and theatre and while I was there I completed a master's in screenwriting for film and tv as well also at Royal Holloway so um, I, um, uh, I I just love it so much I love that campus <laughs> Went back. Um, and um, so now I'm doing you know love being amongst the, the trees um and Beautiful. so now I'm doing my um my, my PhD there too um and uh, back, back with the media arts department and um looking at sort of um uh screen narrative um of uh love uh, between humans and robots and whether that it can um be part of the debate uh, um sort of the socio-ethical impact of uh, human robot interactions so um all sorts of lots of bleeps and bloops <laughs> and I get to watch films for, for, for homework <laughs> it's just a fascinating subject matter but again I also love that your that your story like you say there are there's a real overlap in terms of Chloe's story too in terms of going into the workplace working in what's what some people would be, think you know it's very glamorous exciting yeah. environment but yeah. actually saying no I want to get back to the research that's where that's my heart that's where that's what I want to do um yeah and I think absolutely for, I think for both of you I'm really interested in hearing then um as you come back in to the to this 
you've both had experience in in um, the workplace, not that PhD isn't the workplace. I think it's, I'm trying to think of a better way of phrasing that, but you know what I mean. Um, industry. In industry, <laughs> industry. Yes, that's a good word. So you both have experience in industry. And so, of course, you have that experience of kind of work, the kind of work-life balance or trying to get a work-life balance. Um, so we're going to talk then about taking holiday from from the PhD because um, as we know there's a lot of um, guilt around this I think the difficulty with the PhD and lots of people talk about that is when do I take a break things can become very blurred um, because it's like you just said Rachel in terms of like watching films is my homework actually watching films is something that you would love doing anyway I presume so it's kind of where, when is it work when isn't it work right so Talk, talk to me about this people how how are you going to approach Christmas what's your what's your plan Chloe do you want to go first or shall I or go ahead um well I was as a as a sort of uh, a newbie on the PhD journey just um coming to the end of the first term um I, I personally wasn't really I guess I was quite naive and thought it was just going to be me and my books for three years Um, and so sort of starting the induction and all the amazing training on offer um, from both college and techne was sort of I was like a kid in a sweet shop and signing up for everything and involved in everything and quickly realized there was an element of overwhelm happening and had to sort of assess things Um, certainly there's been a a pretty steep um, we hit the ground running on a really steep learning curve, I, I think. Um, I've certainly felt that from um, myself and my sort of first year colleagues. Um, and I'm on one thing that COVID has done for us is that it's brought us together as a community in a way that I'm not sure I would have uh, managed um, in normal times. Um, it's really and interesting, I'm, actually, I'm on, isn't like, it? Yeah, like, I mean, like four different chat groups. So everyone's sort of going, and you know, we're coming to the end of term and everyone's saying, you know, how we got on, you know, how are we doing, checking in. Um, And it, yeah, it's great. And, you know, at least one of them's just for well-being. Um, And so it's just, it's really nice to have all those different overlaps. But everybody's saying, you know, at least I'm sure, at least on each of the groups, someone's said, I'm ready for the break. Right, yes. And um, and, and it's just, it's whether you need, um, I've been I've been thinking about that because, it, as you said, there's that element of guilt, and I definitely fall foul of that. Like I feel really guilty when I'm not working, but I'm aware that if you if you do that, you will just burn out, and and mm. um, it's not helpful in the long run. So I'm just trying to think about ways, um, and I've been sort of musing on things, but trying not to dwell in terms of um, how we. It, whether we're if you need a break from the work absolutely trust your gut you know put down your pen and grab a mince pie sit on the sofa <laughs> and, and in your pajamas and a paper hat and eat quality street that's great but right. it may also be taking a break from the way in which you work right. and reassessing how you've worked over the last term um and may want to change things and tweak things whether it's your physical space like your desk or if it's maybe your your sort of time management or something like that so it could be a time for reflection in a way of not you know like what have I done over 2020 like when it's coming up to you know midnight on um Christmas Eve but just just sort of gently with yourself and kindly going okay I'm giving myself this time where I don't have to be in the training sessions or having supervisions How, maybe I'll use this time as sort of um, a, list, a holistic self-help sort of little bubble where it feels safe 
to um, reassess how you've worked and start fresh in the new year. I love that. I love that in terms of the change of the change of pace, allowing yes. yourself a change of pace. Um, and just picking up on what you said there about guilt, because guilt is massive. And as guilt, as we know, is often, well, it's always about a kind of standard that you're not meeting a standard, either a standard that other people, that that's kind of a moral standard or a standard from outside or a standard you're setting yourself. And that actually can be really worth checking in with, for example, what the discretionary days are from your university if you're kind of worried about taking a break. Um, I know certainly at, at Royal Holloway, they've given extra discretionary days this year because of COVID and that what everybody's been through, that there's a recognition that extra rest is needed. So if you need that kind of outside sanction, have a look at that because often it's at least a week and a half that people are getting off um, and, and you can allow yourself that. Chloe, t- tell us, tell us yeah. where you're at in terms of this planning for Christmas holidays. Well, I- I do agree with a lot of uh, what you say, Rachel. Uh, and, you know, I also, like, I'm now in my third year uh, of part-time PhD, but I remember this very first year also being very overwhelmed and going crazy on all the training and opportunities. Um, I mean, I think in the first six months of my PhD, I went on a training trip to the US for five weeks. And I was oh, just, I <laughs> no, every opportunity, I was just going for it and taking everything I could. Um, and obviously, uh, a year in, I felt pregnant and uh, and now I have a two years old. So it's looking very different. Mm. And as you mentioned as well, it's about being able to say no. Yes. Um, and think actually, actually, I probably don't need to take 300 training course on how to write an article. Or <laughs> I probably don't. Um, totally. It's, um, I would say that my, my notion of guilt, uh, talking about guilt, has, has really shifted since I had my daughter. Right. So before my PhD, uh, before to have my daughter, my, my PhD was my baby. Right. And uh, I feel very guilty if I didn't work on it, if I took some time off. But now my daughter is my priority. And mm. I just also want to make sure that I'm spending some quality time with her, especially mm. now that she's two and she starts to understand what Christmas is about. Um, it's just very exciting. Yes, magic. So this year, and yeah, you, you see what I mean, um, Emma. Yes. And I think that this year what's very different is that so before every year, I would really be working a lot on my PhD during the Christmas holiday. Um, and even when my little one was a baby, we would go to my parents in France uh, because for me, it was the opportunity to have childcare. So my parents would be spoiling a rotten and I would be, you know, managing to write maybe like a chapter or to do some work. But this year, obviously, it's not possible because of COVID. And um, my daughter is two weeks of, uh, of nursery over the Christmas break. So this is dictating my holiday in a way. She's off for two weeks. So I've decided that I would shamelessly take two weeks off. Brilliant. And yes. I will do nothing, nothing but having fun with her and my husband. I will be eating chocolate. I will be relaxing. <laughs> Just because I think that I deserve it and it's been a really difficult year for yes. everyone. We all need the rest and the break. And actually, I, I kind of think to myself, if I, if I don't take this break now, I'm not going to be good and productive in January. Mm. Um, mm. 
And I think that my my two supervisors are really great with that. They always encourage me to, to take some break. And they always say to me, look, actually, sometimes you need to let things set for a little while. Mm. And, and it's actually being creative and productive to do nothing because you can you refresh and you have a different perspective on things. So I'm looking forward to do that. And I'm looking forward to also have a lot of fun with my little one. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And yes, we talked a lot about, and I'm going to talk about Alex Pang again because I love him, um, about rest and how for both of you have said that this, this time of rest recuperation, but actually that really is setting you up for the new year, setting you up for the next phase of work that actually rest is a really productive thing to do. Um, and if people haven't heard the, the episode with Alex, I would totally recommend that and also recommend the book because I think it's brilliant. Um, so any thoughts then? Of, so we've got we've got playing. That's a big one. Eating chocolate. Awesome. Obviously. Um, any other and that sense of kind of re- reflecting. I, I love that sense of this is a kind of this is a sort of special space. And as you said, Rachel, away from the busyness of what might be being organised. Um Anything else that you're looking forward to over the holiday period? Just taking time, I think. Um, just, yeah, not being in a rush because being in a PhD is actually, it's project management. Yes. And um, as, as Rachel mentioned, you when you start, you think that it's going to be you with your book for three years, but actually you are managing very a lot of very different projects and very often you have to also teach and it's just so much. So I think just like taking time and just taking a break to, to focus on yourself, on your loved one, it's going to be, yeah, that's going to be lovely. Yeah. I totally agree with Chloe about taking that break to focus on yourself and, you know, it's so easy when you're deep in the thick of research and study to um, kind of put off the sort of life admin things that you really need to do that actually will support you yes. in your study. Like, for example, I've um, I've got a cracked phone screen, which I've you know not up, up, um, dated because I'm scared I'll lose something and it will stress me out when I'm trying to study or I haven't had my I've gone to the um, opticians for over a year to get my prescription done. Because I'm like, well, I can't be without my spectacles, um, you know, when I should be reading. Um, So and, you know, it's it's things like that, which actually you you must allow yourself. And it's so important to be kind to yourself. And I'm not you know, I'm I'm a huge cheerleader for other people. It's like my it's like my thing. And I find it very difficult to cheerlead for myself. But this is a time of year when you, you can be. It's not true for everyone. I understand that, but you can be in the bosom of your family, and you can, um, or your friends, um, even if remotely. And I think it's really important that we, su- we support each other, especially um, fellow researchers um, in the community. Whether you know you check in for your um, with your your groups, or you do like um, a Zoom a Zoom mold wine affair, or something like that, um, or a cheese and Bailey's night. Um, on MS Teams, whichever you prefer, and just um, check in with people, check in with yourself. Um, because I think, you know, I, I think, and also to share, just as this podcast is doing, to share the, the things that help us get through um, any periods of, of doubt, whether whether that whether that seeps in over Christmas or not, if you're feeling tough on yourself, um, that you're not studying, you can reach out to people. And I'm, you know, every time, 
I'm really struggling with something, I reach out and I find out that other people just are going through the same thing, but can can it help be your cheerleader as well, which is really heartening and something that's been really great about this process is that, you know, especially when I know that, you know, I was listening to your podcast about the imposter um, phenomenon and it's so, it, it, you know, it really rings true with so many people um, that I think if we can take, if we can take the time to let, as Chloe said, to let things settle and to, um, to, to also to, to reflect and to talk to each other, I think that's a really good use of the time. I love that. Um, and I think it's really important to remember that because especially this year, there are people who are feeling especially isolated. They're not able to yes. travel home. They're not able to be with the people that they love. Um, and so I just think that real, that spirit of the season, isn't it? In terms of reaching out, supporting each other. Um, I, that's, that is such an important thing to to be mindful of. Thank you for reminding us of that. Uh, yes, as, I, I, I just think that when you have a problem, and they say, you know, a, a problem shared is a, a problem halved. But if you if you are reaching out with someone and sharing the solution, it's a solution double. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you can, um, it's like it can be a hub of, uh, of well-being resource. Um, it's a solution doubled. I'm writing that down. I love that. <laughs> Um, And I also think what you were talking about there in terms of kind of getting all those things done that are going to make a big difference and how gorgeous does it feel when you have cleared the life admin stuff, ticking those things off brings me so much pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And even if the list, we all know that the list is a, is a, you know, a mile long and it lasts for a year and it, things come off and come on. But even if you get two things off that list, that, 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 you know, that, that macro list, yes brilliant <laughs> yes it is a Christmas gift to yourself I love it yeah. um, so at the end of the, the episode I always ask a very unfair question in terms of asking for a top tip um so that's what I'm going to do so if you uh, what are your top tip uh top tips uh, to uh for people as they're coming into this holiday season uh, I think that my key top tip is just to remind yourself that having a break is actually part of the PhD process mm. and it, it can actually help to be much more productive. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just good to divide it, to set a little as we talked about and uh, and also mainly that it's okay to say no to things. Yes, yes. Totally. Thank you. Rachel. Um I would, I would say, I would say, um, if, if, you know, absolutely, I, I am totally of the perspective that trust your instinct need, if you need a break, you take it. Um, you know, uh, I'm really lucky to have a fantastic, I was paired with fantastic, um, postgraduate mentor and, um, earlier in the term, she took, she, we, we postponed a meeting cause she said she was going to take, just take a break for a week. And I thought, wow, this amazing, inspiring, accomplished woman is taking a break um just, you know for her own well-being I was like then I can do it too yes. um so I I think I think repeating what I was saying before about the, the concept of um share, sharing um your experience um it helps you to know that you're you're not alone even you know at Christmas it can be an isolating time for some people mm. and that can be psychologically as well as um uh, you know physically and so if if we can reach out and talk to each other um we'll find out that like we're you know we're all in the same boat and actually in the same the 
same life raft <laughs> yes, Emma. yes so you know we're all in it together and we're we're a community um, and I think that's that's what what I'm trying to reflect on I love that and I'm thinking if people are finding it hard to um you know, if they're not feeling part of a network, I know that kind of student support within universities is really good at, at um, making contact with people and, and putting people in touch with one another. Have you got any other tips of how people might find a support network for them? Oh, um, well, I, I have found it through when we're in sort of online sessions um, and in training sessions some of us have sort of either in in the breakout rooms actually which I never thought I'm a little bit of an introvert and I I would sometimes think that maybe breakout rooms weren't for me like um but but I've actually made some lovely friends through them and you know just one person's made a comment that they're feeling a bit um unsure about something if any ever anyone has made that kind of comment I've reached out to them in the chat and said you know if you ever want to talk here's my number and as a result of that and, and I, you know, a few people talking about it in one particular group, which was nothing to do with well-being. And we ended up building a well-being group just from that one session, which was, I don't know, about getting published or something. Um, so it was, and now we've got a, a, an RHUL well-being chat as a result. And you are so, so gorgeous. Don't be afraid to reach out to people, especially, you know, if you're thinking that you might be, if you're somebody who likes to check in regularly with your own mental health, is you know, always pay it forward, I think. Um, and and you'll find that you have you have you have a support network waiting for you love it I love it and I think that, that that's brilliant advice isn't it you know it's Again, so easy it, to get a oh, group sorry. chat going isn't it so yeah sorry Rachel yeah, what were you gonna say? It, no especially now it's like I would I, I would you know I'm a little bit socially anxious I probably would never have um, walked up to somebody in in person at, mm-hmm. at a conference or a training session I would have you know probably sat there quietly so it you know actually it's one thing that can be said for this very very unusual time that we're finding ourselves in that it's um that it's it's created new um ways of of um building friendships brilliant thank you so much both of you um this is the last episode of the season of season one that's season one done um and we're going to be back on this we're going to take a break podcast is taking a break for a couple of weeks and we'll be back at the beginning of january um thank you to all the guests for uh, for the season um, and thank you to you for listening but thank you especially rachel and chloe for 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 sharing today and um wishing you a really lovely festive season you too thanks for having us thank you thank you it's been a pleasure and merry christmas to everyone i'm just gonna do my bells again (laughs) (laughs) thank you